Hello and welcome to episode 96 of The Brand Lounge, where every Thursday we feature insightful brand stories to showcase the hundreds of ways that businesses are started, the ups and downs of being an entrepreneur, and to encourage you to build your business your own way. I'm Tammy Heels, your host and founder of Shadowcat Creative, where I'm a personal brand and marketing consultant. And today I am once again joined by Ems Ray Sal, bullshit-free ethical marketing strategist and host of her podcast, Rowdy Opinionated Ginger. Welcome back to the show, Ems. I'm so glad to be here. It's lovely to have you back. In the last episode, listeners, Ems and I talked all about the ethical side of marketing within your business. And in a world of FOMO and false claims, why it's important to really stand out and do your marketing in a way that feels good for you. And there are loads of tips on how to practically implement these ethical ways of marketing. So make sure you pop that one on your playlist to listen to next in case you missed it. But today, Ems, we are talking all about you and your business journey. So let's start at the beginning. Let's take it back what was it that first inspired you to start your business well I mean I mentioned this in the last podcast um I sort of went really briefly but the catalyst was I was I I feel like I hit my career peak for the corporate nine-to-five world, right? I was in a job which I absolutely loved with clients that I absolutely loved, colleagues that were phenomenal. I was getting paid well for what I was doing. The company had great perks. It was expanding and growing and there was so much opportunity there for me. And I absolutely, I just started resenting it. I despised it. I did not want to work for someone else. I wanted my creativity and I wasn't allowed the freedom to just do what I wanted because obviously it's someone else's business. Completely understand that. But I think I realized that it wasn't for me when I had a complete and utter mental breakdown and I had to take five weeks off of work (laughs) due to anxiety. I did have a bit of a breakdown and I had to take a break out of work. And it was during that time I was thinking, what do I really want to do? I I know I want to work for myself. I know I want the freedom to be able to still work from home because it was a work from home job. The company was based in New Zealand. I was based over here and there's no way in hell I'm doing a 36 hour commute. So (laughs) yeah, it was, it was just a case of, I didn't want to be in that anymore. So I started looking up ways to make money online and I've always been really big into uh, even in my last job I was helping businesses with a lot of their sort of online business practice and marketing and online bookings and it was in the hair and beauty sector and I thought maybe I could just start a marketing agency and it just didn't go to plan and it ended up evolving and becoming this I get to be exactly who I am and talk about ethical marketing and stand on my little soapbox and shout about things and it's turned into more than I could have ever imagined two years ago I absolutely love that I've got a couple of things that I would love to know more about um (laughs) the first one I guess would be was it a quick realization that you were unhappy in your corporate career or did it take you time to kind of pinpoint what it was that was feeling kind of out of out of whack for you I think it took me a few months it was a few months of I love the company but I hate my job and I hate my day-to-day I'm sick and tired of it and then the company was expanding and going in a direction that I didn't feel particularly okay with they there was a period where the prices for the software that 
you know, we were pushing went up really drastically. And I had to have a lot of those conversations with clients who were struggling and weren't able to afford the price change. And that to me didn't feel great. And then I had lots of conversations with colleagues about the direction that things were going in. I am a massive introvert and being expected to be at events and all of this kind of stuff. I would love to have been there under a different capacity. I love being who I am and doing what I need to do but having to put a corporate filter over my persona and who I am really zapped the creativity out of the work that I was doing so it took me a couple of months of I love my company but I'm really not enjoying my job right now to just be really honest with myself and go I don't think this is for me I think I was meant for something else and I've had a few people like old bosses from like the first jobs that I ever had when I was like a teenager being like yeah you were never supposed to work for someone else you were a fantastic employee but you need to do your own thing because there's too much inside that to be contained under a corporate structure. Interesting. And I'm really curious to know kind of the thought process that you had. Did you realize that you weren't unhappy in your job and think, oh, I need to change my job? Or was it automatically like I'm unhappy in my job and foresee never being happy in a job? So starting a business is my option. Like what made you decide to go your own way as opposed to just changing where you were working? There was there was a lot of fear there for me. I'm quite an anxious person and when I don't know what's going to happen. Um Bearing in mind, I'm very impulsive for an anxious person. Like I, five years ago, the other day, I shaved my head like in a pub garden. And it it was a month long of, okay, I'm going to do this. So I'm going to raise money for the next four weeks and then it's gone. So very impulsive, very quick, but also quite anxious and fearful. So I did have multiple conversations because I loved the company. I wanted to stay with them, but there wasn't a position for me. And I felt that that was the sign because they were hiring for so many other things, but they didn't have a more creative position for me and I wasn't going to be able to step out and do the kinds of things that I wanted to do because they didn't have space for that and I felt like that was the universe's way of being like yes sweetheart this isn't for you and even if you did do this you would end up getting bored within a couple of years because we know exactly what you're like and it turns out that I didn't know what I wanted to do because what I wanted to do was more of the doing when it comes to marketing and implementing because I was very much on the client facing side and had a lot of client conversations I absolutely loved my job but then I got fed up of the way that things were going and having to do being told what to do and I, maybe it's an authority complex I don't know we can take it up with my therapist but <laughs> <laughs> honestly I just wasn't enjoying it and I wanted to be more creative they didn't have the space and I felt like if you're if you're not going to make space for me I'll make my own interesting and when it came to actually making that final decision and handing in your notice because I think that this is a bit that can trip a lot of people up when they're like I'm I'm unhappy I've made that decision that I want to go and start my own business or the rest of it but actually taking that step and handing in your notice or having those conversations can feel like the biggest barrier and the biggest wall to overcome. So what did that process of making the decision, handing in your notice and moving on actually look like for you? bit more uh I would say daring than most of the entrepreneurs that I work with who are like "Hmm, I would like to be making x amount of money and do this on the side before I quit my job and go in feet first I being as impulsive as I am for an anxious person I don't understand how that happened (laughs) um (laughs) I really don't it doesn't make any sense on paper but I had had enough I had a couple of like 
just little conversations and I don't think that this is right for me with my boss who was incredibly understanding very very sweet and we had some amazing conversations and I was just I'm not right for this anymore and I don't think I can trick myself into staying here for a year and a half in case something comes up in the future in the direction that the company's going in I don't want to be waiting around for something to maybe change because what if it doesn't what if things don't improve I would be wasting a year and a half of my time working for someone else doing something that doesn't make me happy so I had a couple of conversations with my better half and he said if you're not happy I don't want you signed off again for you know having panic attacks and being incredibly anxious and not able to get out of bed so if doing your own thing is what's going to make you happy and you know how to make that work then do it so I I quit with no clients nothing to fall back on I made the website up in my evenings and I started going to networking events and that was when I started my digital marketing agency that never took off and it took me a few months to figure out what I actually wanted to do and then when I did everything clicked into place. That's incredible and I think that I can absolutely relate to the whole this is how I foresee my business going this is exactly what I want to do I know what it's going to look like and then you're like oh shit actually wait no in practice this isn't so are you happy to share a little bit more around that so you had this vision of having a marketing agency what did that vision look like for you and at what point did you suddenly go oh wait no still this isn't quite what I'm looking for yeah I I thought if I just wanted to start a business the best thing to do to make it scalable and easily scalable would be to have an agency because then I can hire people to outsource other jobs to. I felt like it would be the best way for me to grow and to be able to take a step back and have the freedom to pursue other projects. I do have ADHD and I start projects and pick new hobbies up and interests all over the place. It's very common for people who are neurodivergent to just pick stuff up. And then like I picked up candle making and now I have a bag full of candle making supplies just lying around. Like super common, just half finished hobbies and interests and passion projects all over the place. And I wanted the freedom to be able to just do what I was enjoying at the time. I I just wanted the freedom to be able to start up as many sort of passion projects on the side and have that time. So I figured if I create something like an agency where I can hire writers here and there and you know all of the different pieces of the puzzle agency wise that would be the best thing for me I really struggled with the concept of going out and networking and I ended up getting into this sort of group of entrepreneurs that I really didn't gel with didn't mesh with and a lot of the marketing tactics that I was seeing there to me were just plain unethical I was getting dragged into sort of fear-based webinars on my own end because I wanted a business that was making money and I'd started and you know a month and a half had gone by and I had no clients to speak of and I was feeling really anxious so I was looking up all of the ways to get new clients and just being bombarded with well you should do this you should add countdowns you should do all of this stuff that feels really crappy and is a bit scummy and it didn't feel good to me and I would talk about ethical marketing all the time at networking events I would talk about it literally until you know I couldn't talk anymore it was my thing it was my little soapbox thing and everyone was like but this isn't really you don't do ethical marketing specifically with your with your work and I was like ah that's where I'm going wrong and it just clicked I was just on a call with my friend Amanda one day and I was like you know what I should do ethical marketing strategy and she was like you know what's really funny is so my like actual name is Emily but I go by M's for work and I have done ever since I had a company based in New Zealand right 
she was like, you know, what's really funny is EMS, ethical marketing strategy, and it just stuck. And I've been doing it. So ethical marketing strategy and just going by my name, it felt more authentic to me because at first I did have like a business name and it felt like, you know, when you have one person, but you want to look like you're better. So you're like, we do about us. And it's like about who it's just me and my dog. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Been that, know that. (laughs) Exactly. And I wanted to get away from that and just be as authentic as possible. So I thought, there's no way to be as authentic, like to. there's no better way to be as authentic as I want to be without just being M's and talking about ethical marketing and teaching people strategy. Because I always wanted to be a teacher and I don't know why it didn't click sooner. I just don't think that I knew that it was an option at the time. Yes. And it's really interesting to see how many things become apparent or how many times that we change and adapt our businesses when we realize that there's like, it's, it's like in video games, it's like, oh, you've unlocked a new realization. Now you have access to all of these opportunities. You're like, oh, I didn't even know that these existed before. So yeah, that's really interesting. That's something you were so passionate about and a bugbear that you had in your corporate career, that it still took a bit of time to have that realization of how to make it work for you and your business. So we've talked a bit around how your business has kind of changed from that initial vision of being an agency through to where it's much more of a a personal brand now would you say that's fair to say yeah yeah definitely I I would say that I've got a fairly strong personal brand I feel like it's recognizable and it's recognizable because I took who I am in my brain and I just put it into design and the way that I talk tone of voice got it down to a T so I I would say that it is very much a personal brand my business is me yeah absolutely so when it comes to things that have taken you by surprise and this could either be kind of hardships so something that's happened that's been difficult obviously there's the pandemic if that's something that has had a significant impact that you want to share that would be great but also any successes that have taken you by surprise that you were like oh this is actually really cool and has influenced the way that your business is kind of adapted yeah I mean so at first I remember doing all of these webinars on how to make sales right and how to get those first clients in through the door because there was that element of fear and am I good enough and I also like I lost count of the times in my corporate career I said I hate selling and I don't want to upsell and that's why I felt uncomfortable with all of these changes that were going on in the business because I felt like we did as well as we could but there was still a hard edge of okay you have to reach out to everyone and tell them that the price is going up and have these really difficult conversations I'm not a salesperson I despise selling so creating a business around me despising selling just it kind of fell into place but when I first started my business I had multiple meetings with businesses when I you know was trying to get the agency up and running I spent hours and hours going through all of the things that we could do completely unpaid and I didn't end up getting the clients and I ended up wasting my time on the wrong kind of businesses and the wrong kind of people and it really did take me a while to go hmm I should stop chasing everyone and start just building relationships with the right people so it was very difficult at first I had a really good after the first I got my first client my confidence skyrocketed um she was a style coach she is a style coach she's fantastic absolutely love her she helps people with their confidence through the way that they dress and she's just so amazing 
And my biggest success, I would say, is the fact that my very first client, before I had built out my programs, built out my methodologies, went on to, after implementing my system, about, I would say, nine months into working together, went on to make an 80K month just through implementing the strategy that we created together. And that was the big, aha, this does really work. I know my shit. I'm really good at what I do boosted my confidence and everything went on from there. But it wasn't always like that. Last year, like I mentioned uh, uh, in the last podcast, I did have a client ghost me out of the blue. And that was really difficult for me to deal with. And it was just because, you know, she hit financial difficulty and wasn't able to afford her payment. And instead of dealing with it and having a conversation with me, which I offered multiple times, she just blocked me. And I ended up losing out on a huge chunk of money because I'd already done the work. And that was really difficult. It took a huge hit to my confidence. And it was around the time that you and I met, Tammy. I was like, mm, my confidence has basically been kicked down the stairs and I don't I don't know where I'm going to go from here. And then literally a couple of weeks after we had that conversation, I got word that my client had made this ridiculous improvement on her business and she had sold out this program and made $80,000 and was doing amazingly. And to me, that was just like, okay, so my shit does work. And I got back on my feet and I started having more conversations and I got, it took me a couple of months to get my confidence up and to sort out all of the back end things that I needed to do. But then I started getting clients and then more people approaching me and more people approaching me. And it's all as a direct result of my confidence because of that one success, despite all of the failures, we all have failures. If you fail in the first couple of months, keep going because it will get better. You're just starting out. You're never going to be perfect at something that you have just started. Yeah, I love this. And I feel like this is such an important conversation. And this is one that really speaks to my heart as well, because having that confidence, not no matter how, because I get the vibe. I know that we're quite similar. And I know that when I was in my corporate world, and I'd love to know if this feels true for you as well. I knew my shit like I was unstoppable in my corporate career I knew exactly what I was doing I knew who to speak to I had that confidence it was just a given but in my business I found that I was getting tripped up a lot more my confidence was crashing stumbling along quite a bit and then I had a massive crisis of confidence after I'd left my job because I quit my job very suddenly for various reasons they were assholes um (laughs) (laughs) and it just my confidence crashed and I found it exceptionally hard to recover from that and exactly like you my confidence crashed my clients just like I couldn't find clients anymore because I didn't have the confidence in myself and trying to rebuild your confidence when you feel almost like you're in an echo chamber of your own thoughts can be very difficult so If you could speak to anyone else who sat there nodding away, listening to this, going, I've been there, I know how that feels. Is there something that you could suggest that was like the first step that really helped you to moving out of that confidence kind of block? I would say that the best thing to do to get out of that like confidence knockdown phase is to understand that you are suffering from imposter syndrome and you are feeling like, hmm. Like, I don't know whether I'm good enough to carry on with this. I don't know what the next step is. Just acknowledge that. Once you have not have acknowledged that, there are so many you know articles that you can look at online to help you overcome it. But the biggest bit of advice that I could give to get out of that is to let go of the idea of perfect and just start creating. Your first video might be absolute horseshit and 
you'll take time to figure out your style and what it is that you need to do. And if you hate it, hate it in a few months, there is nothing stopping you from making that shit private. Yeah, absolutely nothing. But create, get over that block, build up your confidence, talk to other business owners. The best thing that I did for me was reaching out to other people. I think honestly, my friends now, the majority of my friends from when I you know, was working in corporate to now, the biggest shift in my life has been the people that I surround myself with. And for the most part, that is other business owners who are in a similar phase to me, and we all work together and lift each other up. And that has been a huge help to my confidence, because whenever I get on a call, even if it's just opening up my calendar so that people can book in what I like to call a coffee date, and we just sit and chat, have a cup of coffee and just talk about life, like not work at all. I like will talk a little bit about our businesses, but mainly like, who are you? What does your dog look like? Can I see them? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. Or in your case, cats, like opening up the conversation to actually get to know people and build out your network. And then they go, oh yeah, no, actually I had a really um, difficult situation last month and being able to chime in and go, you know what, in that situation, I would actually recommend doing X, Y, and Z that kind of shift and then they'll implement it and go you know what thank you so much for that chat that we had a couple of weeks ago because that really helped me those little things where you know you're making a difference if you can do it for free for your friends you can help your clients in your business that shift in confidence helping people that you know is really valuable so reach out to people Booking coffee dates, absolutely booking coffee dates. Biggest thing that I've ever done for my confidence. I love that. I love the fact that you've linked very much the fact that it's bringing it away from the monetary side because I feel like the anxiety and the confidence when it comes to money, it's amplified, but it's not necessarily the, the cause of it. And if the cause of your anxiety and the cause of your confidence crash is specifically and only linked to the value of uh, the money that you've got coming in that's a much deeper topic that you kind of need to explore because your worth or your value or what you're doing is not just the monetary reward that you're getting for that I mean prices change and fluctuate all the time so you need to fix the confidence within yourself first and yeah absolutely like you said conversations with other people honestly open up those conversations because I mean, this is why I have this podcast is because there's so much that's not said. There are so many conversations around money, business, how we run our businesses that are not spoken about openly, which then lead to people guessing and assuming. And then you assume wrong because assumptions are just ridiculous. And then you start down a path that you can't kind of easily find your way back from. So yeah, opening up, yeah, opening up those conversations is a great place to start. And yeah, just being kind to yourself. Like there's no point in beating yourself up if you're already feeling like you're at rock bottom, like you're not going to help anymore. Exactly. And your value isn't tied into the amount of money that you make at all. And that's something really, really important to take on board is some of the smartest, most amazing people with the best systems and who really know their shit have had the worst financial months. And, you know, some of my clients, incredible people, they just didn't know how to market their business. So they weren't getting their message out to the right people. And they weren't. And that's why I do what I do, because I want to help these people make that money so that they can feel confident but you have to do the inner work and work on your messaging and build those relationships you can't just expect to start a business and then all of a sudden you're having 5k months just flying out of the mm -hmm. out of the ether it doesn't happen that quickly you need to do all of the work in the back and if you don't know how to do that then 
build out a network, ask for help, get to know other business owners. And I'm not saying like force yourself to go to two hour long networking events every week because no one wants to do that. But just build, even if it's just meeting people on social media, some of my best friends are business owners that I met on Instagram. Yeah, same. Some of my best friends are now my, were clients originally who just kind of morphed into best friends, which is wonderful. But yeah, equally, again, it's, it is it is that having conversations and just opening the door to transparency so that others can kind of connect with you on a personal level, not just on a business level. Exactly. Making yourself more accessible so that people can talk to you. Best thing that you can do. Awesome. So we've talked a little bit around where your business name came from, which I loved because I had never made that connection. And as soon as you said it, I was like, oh yeah, of course, ethical marketing strategist ends makes sense. I'm there. I've caught up. I get the joke. (laughs) (laughs) But equally at the same time, when it comes to branding your business, um, and I'm always keen to hear from other strategists and other marketing professionals when it comes to this aspect of branding did you invest externally in your branding is it something that you invested time in instead and how did you develop your brand strategy as opposed to your marketing strategy so time-wise I invested in my website I built out a lot of relationships with writers and photographers and artists so when it came to so I'm not a graphic designer I enjoy doing like social media post designs and I can knock up a really good Canva template, but I am not a designer and I know how you feel about Canva. (laughs) 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 Yeah. I mean, I, so I'm not a professional. So when it came to my logo and I knew exactly what I wanted, I've got a massive sunflower tattooed at the top of my arm and I wanted my logo to be a sunflower because I wanted a visual motif that was easily recognizable, but I'm not a designer. So I had a designer do that. The, I'm a competent writer, but I, you know, I love knowing about SEO and I understand it as a concept, but doing it for my own business was something that I found really challenging. So that's something that I outsource and I outsource the photography as well for my branding, apart from, you know, the odd selfie here and there. So it was very much a case of, I came up with the colors myself. I feel like I have a fairly decent eye for that kind of thing, but my personal brand sort of got built around an alter ego of, okay, so at work, I'm Ems. I'm not Emily, I'm Ems. And I just built up, okay, so she's sassy and she's opinionated and she's a little bit different. So we're not going to go with the same color scheme that everyone else has in their business. We're going to go for something a bit different. And when people think of me, they think sunflowers and bees, because I'm obsessed with bees and yellow and fun and a little bit loud. So that I just ran with it. And I'm like a big, I wear cowboy boots all the time, big country fan. So when it came to thinking of fonts, it was like, okay, let's pick something fun and funky and a little bit Western and just completely ran with it. But it was kind of a mix of this is me investing time and this is me investing in my brand. I love that. And I'd love to know a little bit more around when you initially started with your agency, did you go down the same route with your branding or was it something that changed Ooh. when you made that decision? My branding was disgusting when I started my agency. Describe it to me. <laughs> so I had still, you know, the ginger hair. 
Um, I didn't have the blonde bit in the front, but I went out and the first thing that I did was do a brand photo shoot because I knew that I wanted some really good photos so that people could build trust and know that it was me behind the agency on my website. And it was, I think it was October, November. So my husband and I went to the local woods and took the fancy camera and we had a photo shoot and I had my big eyelashes on and my leather jacket and there were all of the oranges in the background from all of the leaves. And I looked so fucking serious and unapproachable (laughs) but then the look because I still wanted to go with yellow I love yellow I think I just picked the wrong shade my logo was like just this really simple diamond shape but it was the wrong shade of yellow and the fonts that I used were a bit too modern for me and a little bit too clean and not as fun and it was very dark it was very dark branding with a pop of yellow and I just don't like that as a general rule I don't think it looks very good and I wanted something a bit more bright and fun and vibrant so I gave it a few months and I was like well I invested so much time into this website but then I bulldozed it and decided to start again (laughs) I think that sometimes you just need to kind of cut the losses and it's it's a very brave decision to make to go you know what this isn't working I'm not even going to try and save it I'm just going to cut and I'm going to try something new so I'm kind of glad that you did like from everything that you've described there I think I can't think of another way that your brand could look that would be more you so yeah it's really interesting to hear how even the branding felt off for the agency yeah I mean it came from a place of should it was well this is a an agency it should look like this this is what other people are doing and I did it and I ran with it and I absolutely despised it and what kind of impact do you think that your branding had on your mindset when it came to the way that you thought about your business do you think that there was a definite difference once you found the right branding for the right business absolutely I feel like at first there was a bit of a confidence discrepancy because when people were meeting me in person and having conversations in person I didn't come across how I looked through the branding on the website so I feel like there was a bit of a mismatch of what were they expecting my tone of voice I hadn't quite found for the business yet my photography like I said it was quite moody and dark and a little bit more artsy and now I keep things really fun and carefree and smiley and approachable and that's kind of the person that I am if I ended up having to go to a networking meeting I'd be the person in the corner all smiles chatting someone's ear off about ethics and marketing or like just telling them what they're doing wrong and being really candid and careful about it so yeah I feel like my brand did kind of it evolved and it grew into you know the way it was supposed to be but it did take a long time to get there and that in-between process where I wasn't sure which direction I was going in or whether I should keep the branding that I've currently got because I invested so much time in it but when people were meeting me it didn't look like me and it didn't look right and didn't give off the message that I wanted to give so you I did just have to cut my losses and when I did that confidence spike was astronomical because people would look at my website and go I feel like I know you yeah absolutely and isn't it interesting that by not having visuals that fully represents you that almost feeds into that feeling of being unethical because you're not being transparent with the way that you're representing yourself so exactly you're not being authentic yeah interesting cool so my next question is one of my favorites to ask which is what is the favorite part of your business? 
honestly, and this is super cliche and super cringe, but my clients, my clients are literally my best pals. I wake up thinking about them. I, you know, we send voice notes and, you know, everyone who works with me, it's like unlimited one-to-one WhatsApp support. And it's just four minute long voice notes of here's what you need to be doing. And just so much friendship and support. And we build a real relationship and knowing that every time I see them post about their success, that I had a tiny little part to play in that and that I helped them unlearn ethical practices that they unconsciously latched onto. It's, it makes my day. It makes my month when I know that I've helped someone unlearn something that a lot of my clients have actually been in MLMs in the past and taken on board these, okay, this is what you should be doing. This is what you should be doing. And that's why I say just honestly, fuck the word should. I've had enough of it. So being able to take a step back and go, right, okay, but does that feel good to you? How does that feel? is probably the biggest thing I say. And knowing that I have made that change in my clients' lives with them and enabled them to make better choices based on how they feel and the emotional mirroring that we talked about in the last episode, it all fits in together so nicely. And I'm so proud of my clients. So that's my very cliche answer. I love that though. And I think that it's important because if we don't love the clients and the people that we're working with, then what the heck are we doing? <laughs> doing something yeah, exactly. really wrong. So yeah, I think that that's wonderful. And the last question before we wrap up with a bit of advice from you and this one I'd love to know your thoughts what would be in your opinion your favorite or your most effective marketing method for growing your business what has been your experience personally just video getting on that soapbox and letting people see part of your personality because video if it's on the right platform it's evergreen right so People can find you, especially through uh, platforms like YouTube, they can find you really easily. You can teach them something, but they get to know a little bit of your personality and your brand shines through as well in the way you set up the video and the way that you edit and the way that you communicate with people in the comments section. I think video is the best way for people to get to know you really quickly and it builds that trust and you can teach so much. So it's almost like an evergreen, really accessible session for everyone on the internet that they don't have to pay any money for. I would say that that is my favorite marketing method because it is hands down the most effective, hands, hands down. I love my podcast, but and a lot of my personality shines through, but I'm half Italian. You can't see me talk with my hands in my podcast. So <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I absolutely love that. It's funny um, that you have both and video is definitely the one that you prefer. Uh, yeah, I absolutely love that. And I feel like video is definitely the way that it's going. And again, it just backs up and reinforces yet again that it's that transparency and that's that ethical approach of being authentic and showing up purely as you because mm-hmm. that's what your clients are going to expect to see. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, you were just going to ask about advice because I could I could see it in Uh your face. My (laughs) biggest piece of advice actually relates to videos. So many people go, oh, but I don't have the time to edit. Oh, but I don't have the confidence to do this. I don't have the equipment. You have a mobile phone and I bet the back camera is good enough quality. I bet the microphone is decent enough quality for you to save up for a few months and treat yourself to something a bit fancier. You have it. It's your confidence that's holding you back. Just start and you you don't have to edit if you um and are and make mistakes here and there as long as they're not drastic massive mistakes that really take away from the purpose of the video keep them in because everyone trips over their words and it does make you a little bit more accessible and it makes you a little bit more like a real person instead of teacher robot on the internet (laughs) so try and just 
keep it authentic. And if you don't have the time to edit, don't over edit. Cut the beginning and end off the awkward bit where you're putting the camera down and making sure that the lighting's okay. And call it a day. As long as you start, I would say that if you wanted to really get started with social media and digital marketing, just try video. Give it a go. Really commit to it and just get started. Fantastic. Yeah. Brilliant advice. That's the best bit of advice, I think, because it it's clearly the marketing method that you have found the most success and comfort with and something that other people can do the same. And honestly, like every platform is pushing and promoting video more than anything. It's it's the natural direct direction that we're going in, not only from a marketing and business perspective, but just from a communication method. Like even now, video calls are becoming more and more of the norm. I feel like you're going to have to find that confidence with video. So why not? Do it in a way that works for you and ease yourself into it so that when it's the only option, you're already ahead of the game. Exactly. And if you think about the amount of time that you spend coming up with written content, writing it, proofing it, editing it, or any other kind of content for any other platform, yes, you might not have the time for video, but it's because you're doing all of these other things. And if those things aren't working for you, it's worth culling them out and playing with video, spending 15 minutes, going on a rampage for six minutes and just posting it and seeing what happens try it try reels it'll take you two minutes and they're really fun (laughs) try playing with tiktok just whatever lights you up and you are having the most fun doing do that do it with video and just try really commit to it just for a few weeks brilliant (laughs) lovely pet sound effects in the background but not from my side for a change so you know it's just daisy having a bit of a flap needing to shake herself off (laughs) Daisy being a dog rather than, you know, an assistant or something. But hey, who are we to who are we to judge? Perfect. I think that that's the best place that we can wrap this up. It's a fantastic piece of advice to leave the listeners with. So where can they find more of you online? You can find me at my Instagram, which is at msraysell. You can also find me on LinkedIn. I'm trying to be a little bit more vocal on there. Um, it's not my platform of choice, but I'm there. You could also find my podcast at any of your regular podcast go-tos at rowdy opinionated ginger it's the yellow one looks a little bit like an orange juice ad i'm not going to question it Uh, (laughs) full of goodness eh? it does yeah exactly all the vitamin c um and other than that i am going to be kicking up my youtube channel again at some point so maybe find me there we'll put all of the details and just yeah (laughs) all the links in the show notes and the beauty of podcasting along with video is that it's evergreen so if you're listening to this in the future the uh youtube channel i'm sure will be up and thriving yeah Yeah, cool (laughs) awesome thank you so so much for sharing your story with us today and that was absolutely brilliant it's been wonderful to dig in to find out a bit more about you behind the scenes thank you it's been really lovely chatting with you perfect and as always listeners all of the links will be in the show notes so if you'd like to see more of ems find her podcast watch her videos all of that jazz highly recommend it go and check out those links there and if you're enjoying this podcast can i ask that while you're on your way to listen to ems that you pop us a review and maybe even tell a friend about the brand lounge so that we can continue bringing you all of these episodes and guests each week until then head over to our instagram community with the links in the show notes and we can continue all of these conversations in the brand lounge